Welcome back to another episode of District Divided. I am your host, Amit Singh. Today, we're just going to jump right on into it. So beginning with local news, Washington, D.C.'s stay-at-home order has been extended through June 8th, but is subject to change. Brendan Leipzig from the Capitals was released last week after misogynistic messages from an IG group chat were leaked. And frankly, we all knew that was coming. There was also that survey saying 75% of the fans wanted him gone, and so he is. Brendan, thank you for your time with the Washington Capitals. Unfortunate what happened, but we move forward. The NBA has begun looking to the future of its league season by conducting a player survey with a simple yes or no question. Do you want to try to play again this season? There is optimism that the NBA will return after a couple meetings, well, phone calls involving Adam Silver, so we'll see how that progresses for now. The German soccer, or football, league, also known as the Bundesliga, will return this Saturday, May 16th. I am so, so excited about this. I told you guys about this last week. It's going to be awesome. There are a number of American players that are also going to be playing as well, so we're going to highlight some of them. We're going to talk about the current league standings and how to watch the games. This is also big news because it's the first major European league to return to action. We are getting professional sports back slowly but surely. But first, we're going to begin with a pretty ridiculous local rumor and an even more ridiculous situation. Cam Newton, former quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, has still not been signed by any team. DraftKings have the Washington Redskins as the third favorites to sign him. The New England Patriots are in first, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in second, Washington Redskins right there in third at 7-1 to one odds. Sports Illustrated just came out with an article with the topic being a Rivera and Cam reunion. And as I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, there are active discussions about whether the Redskins would and should sign Cam Newton. These are conversations happening daily now. So I led with this because I want to make one thing clear. The Redskins will not be signing Cam Newton. Why? Well, in a sentence, because Ron Rivera has said so. In another sentence, because Ron Rivera has told Dwayne Haskins to trust him, and I don't think he's looking to break that trust months into being hired here. But let's explore it anyway. So if we were going to sign Cam Newton, he would have to make space inside of the quarterback's room. So what does the QB room look like now? Well, we've got starter Dwayne Haskins. We've got Kyle Allen, acquired from the Carolina Panthers. We've got Alex Smith. We'll see what happens with him. And Steven Montez. Uh, But for the purposes of this exercise, because Montez was an undrafted free agent that the Redskins signed, we're just going to say the QB room is Dwayne, Alex, and Kyle. So who are you going to cut from that list above to make room for cam newton well is it going to be dwayne haskins no is it going to be kyle allen no and here's why and it's there for two reasons the first reason is you traded a fifth round pick for him 
And while it sounds like a low pick, a draft pick is a draft pick and it's very valuable to a new regime. Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, Kyle Smith, everyone's trying to make an impression here in Washington. And to do that, you want to be able to keep draft picks. So whenever you give one away, it means that whoever you acquired is someone you really trust in. They traded that fifth round pick, which was pick 148. Last year's pick 148 was Dre Greenlaw, linebacker out of Arkansas for the San Francisco 49ers. This is something I touched on a few episodes back. For those that saw the insane game, I mean insane regular season finale between the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers in week 17, the scenario was the following for the San Francisco 49ers. You win and you get the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You lose and you get the number five seed and travel to Philadelphia. And then again to Green Bay, since Minnesota ended up beating New Orleans in the wildcard round. So you have playing at Green Bay in the divisional round, or at home against Minnesota in the divisional round. I wonder what you would choose. They were an inch away from playing at Green Bay, if not for fifth round pick, pick 148 overall, Dre Greenlaw. On a fourth and goal in Seattle, He hits Jacob Hollister at the one-yard line, who is an inch away from the end zone, with about six seconds left. San Francisco ends up getting the ball in a turnover on downs after it was reviewed. They run a quarterback sneak with Garoppolo to prevent a safety. They advance to the Super Bowl. Seattle, meanwhile, they beat Philadelphia in the wildcard round to Josh McCown, because Carson Wentz goes down. And then they lose at Green Bay. Home field advantage was decided by a fifth-round pick last year. Pick 148. Pick 148 this year was given for Kyle Allen. So you're not cutting Kyle Allen. He also played on the same team as Cam Newton. And if they wanted Cam, all they had to do was wait 24 hours. Cam Newton was released by the Carolina Panthers on March 24th. And Kyle Allen was traded to the Washington Redskins on March 23rd. And you would have a very hard time convincing me that Ron Rivera and company did not know Cam Newton was going to be released. So they made a choice between Kyle Allen and Cam Newton. They chose Kyle Allen. Now, Alex Smith, let's go to him. He still has a lot of uncertainty surrounding him, given the injury that occurred. And if you haven't seen Project 11, definitely see it. It's really, really good. But let's say you cut him just because you're not cutting Dwayne or Kyle. So now you've made room for him, and this is under the assumption you're carrying three quarterbacks, which some teams don't even do. A lot of them carry two these days. Some of them carry three, but three is still a stretch these days. Now think of the PR there. Cam Newton was league MVP in 2015, and he led the Panthers to a 15-1 record that season. Now, that was four years ago, four or five years ago, and he's played with numerous significant injuries for the last three seasons or so. And last year, of course, he just went down for the season after two games. They just shut him down. He has 192 career passing touchdowns to 114 interceptions, which is good. It's all right. But when you add in the 60 rushing touchdowns as well, because he's dynamic like that, you get 252 total touchdowns to those 114 interceptions. He has a winning record as a quarterback. He's 68-55-1. He has a playoff record of 3-4. and And he was a game away from being a Super Bowl champion in his MVP season. The guy can ball. And he claims to be healthy. And if he is, and he's put on a team with a good defense, that team can immediately become a Super Bowl contender. 
So he's not going to be a backup to Dwayne Haskins. He simply won't. If you feel Dwayne would start over Cam Newton, then we simply have a difference of opinion, obviously. But let's briefly explore just one more fact. There are six active quarterbacks that are league MVPs. Now, I mentioned Cam Newton was one. The other five, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. Cam Newton just turned 31 years old on May 11th. Happy belated birthday, Cam. And putting that in perspective, Matt Ryan is 35, Aaron Rodgers is 36, Tom Brady is 42. Each have won league MVP and are starters in this league. There is no reason Cam should sit behind Dwayne Haskins, who has shown signs of improvement, and he did last season. Those final four games, we've talked about it over and over again. He looked a hell of a lot better. But his record is still 2-5. and five. Okay, you're not going to be playing that guy when you bring in a former league MVP. Other notable starting quarterback ages. Drew Brees is 41 years old. Philip Rivers, 38. Ben Roethlisberger, 38. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 37. Matt Stafford, 32. Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, all 31. And if Brian Hoyer beats out Jared Stidham, another Auburn Tiger in New England, Brian Hoyer is 34. So I have named 12 different quarterbacks that are older than Cam Newton that are going to be starting. 11 if you take away Brian Hoyer. That's over a third of the league that's starting. And we have league MVP Cam Newton, who is still unsigned. That, to me, makes no sense. The reason people are lumping him together with the Redskins is because he would be able to walk in the building and know what Scott Turner, offensive coordinator, wants him to do. To know what head coach Ron Rivera wants him to do. I get that. What I don't get... (laughs) is that it's abundantly clear Dwayne is the guy here. So it's not going to happen because if you bring him in, he's not sitting. Cam Newton is not going to sit on that bench. Just won't happen. If, and this is still a big if, if he were to be a backup, I think he'd go to Pittsburgh for a year. He could wait for Roethlisberger to inevitably hurt himself and maybe even talk about retirement some more because he's been known to do that. We saw what they did with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. If they had Cam Newton in that scenario instead, that team's definitely in the playoffs. They had a nasty defense. And Cam Newton throwing the ball? Yeah, okay. They're in the playoffs for sure. He could be the starter in 2021 if Roethlisberger decides to hang it up, and he would only be 32. Or he could go to Chicago now. Now, I don't think Chicago's going to do it uh, because they seem content with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky for whatever reason which is a total waste of tremendous defensive talent that they have right now. We've talked about Khalil Mack, you know, not being able to get to that Super Bowl. I think Cam could honestly take them there. I really do. Here's a fun fact. He would be the youngest starting quarterback in the NFC North if he joined Chicago. Matt Stafford is 32. Aaron Rodgers is 36. Kirk Cousins, 31. But Cam gets the tiebreaker because he is a younger 31. They're all older than him. And he could lead Chicago for a while. So Chicago's cap room, $8 million. If I'm them, I'm doing whatever it takes to figure it out and get that guy in the building. Because he would bring a buzz and energy to that city that they need and to that quarterback spot. Again, it's hard to find quarterbacks. 
The reason it's not going to happen here in DC is because Ron Rivera has promised Dwayne the spot and said, we're going with the young guy. That's what he said. It's simple. Cam can still go to another team like Pittsburgh and maybe wait one year. Or maybe Indianapolis, if they're still not happy with Jacoby Brissett and Phillip Rivers is done because it sounds like he's going to be coaching high school football in Alabama now. That came out. That was sort of a weird story. But Cam Newton is more than good enough to start in this league. The Panthers owner came out last year and said, hey, if you took a year off, you know, why wouldn't you do that so that you can be fully healthy and be prime Cam Newton again? Folks, if he gets another year to sit, for example, that Pittsburgh spot, he has every opportunity to tear it up again. I mean, destroy the league again. He could. He really, really could. He was a bit inconsistent in the past couple seasons, but again, that's due to injuries. And if he's fully healthy, I don't see him struggling. I really don't. So wanted to lead off with Cam Newton there because I'm still shocked he's unsigned. I think he's waiting for a starting job and he should be. He should be starting. So no problem with him waiting. I'm shocked that other teams have not pounced on the opportunity to get a 31-year-old former league MVP Not even that far removed, honestly. It's mind-boggling to me. But now let's just move on overseas to Germany. The German Bundesliga returns this Saturday, May 16th, and it is, I guess, sort of a historic event because it's the first major European soccer league returning to the world. It's finally back. We've been going through this pandemic worldwide, and we finally have a major sport returning. There's Korean baseball as well, but people don't know that as well as they would the German Bundesliga, also known as just the Bundesliga. I'll stop calling it the German Bundesliga. So it's a very exciting time. But you might be wondering, well, why should I care? Maybe you're not all that into soccer. Why should you care about this? Well, first off, if you love live sports in general, you're going to love it. (laughs) It's a very fast-paced game in Germany. It's a lot more technical, a lot more long-range shooting you get some really, really awesome goals in there. That's one. Two, there are a number of young, promising Americans that are playing there. And when I say young and promising, I'm not talking about they play five minutes a game. I'm saying that these guys play, they're relied upon, and are needed by their teams in order to succeed. Okay? And they're all young. Okay? There's only one guy on this list I'm about to go through that gets about 10 minutes a time a game, and it's because he's 17 years old and he is the son of a former U.S. men's national team captain, all right? So let's just get straight through the list. I'm going to begin based on standings from bottom to top. We're going to begin with Werder Bremen's Joshua Sargent, also just goes by Josh. So Josh Sargent, he's a 20-year-old forward for Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen currently is in second to last place with 18 points in the league table. And again, just to quickly recap, a win gets you three points, a draw gets you one point, a loss gets you zero. Through 24 games played, Werder Bremen has four wins, six draws, 14 losses, 27 goals scored, 55 allowed. So not great defensively, offensively struggling a bit too, which means that Josh Sargent has an opportunity to be able to help them get out of this relegation battle. The bottom three teams from the Bundesliga get relegated to the division below. This would be the equivalent of a college basketball team 
in D1 finishing at the very bottom of their conference table and then going to a different conference in D2 or something like that. So pretty big deal and a lot of money involved in that too. So they're heavily relying on Josh Sargent to do something through 18 appearances and nine starts. He has three goals and two assists, including a goal in his most recent game. And actually, this would be Werder Bremen's most recent game on March 7th against Hertha Berlin on the road. Werder Bremen 2-2 draw. Josh Sargent got a goal in that one. Moving on up to Dusseldorf, or Dusseldorf, I apologize for the pronunciation, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Zach Steffen is a 25-year-old goalkeeper who actually is probably going to be the United States number one goalkeeper for the foreseeable future. He's currently out with an MCL injury, unfortunately, and so there is a, is a good chance he ends up missing the remainder of the season, although he is expected back at the end of this month, so he might be able to help them out. They have 22 points through 25 games played, and they're going to need him in order to get some draws and even salvage some wins here and there. So he's going to be a very important part for them, and you get to see the United States starting goalkeeper play for a relegation side. He's on loan for Manchester City, so... The hope for the United States is that we get a starting goalkeeper for Manchester City. How cool would that be? But for the time being, at Dusseldorf, third to last place, currently in the relegation zone, and they need to get out. Let's hope to see Zach Steffen back on the field soon so that we can see him make some spectacular saves. Now on to Wolfsburg. And John Brooks, that name might sound familiar to you guys. John Brooks is a center back that actually does have his own place in U.S. history. June 16th, 2014, United States versus Ghana in Brazil, opening group stage game. Clint Dempsey scores in the first minute. Ghana responds in around the 77th minute or something like that. A few minutes later, game is tied 1-1. John Brooks scores on a corner kick. John Brooks plays for Wolfsburg, and he's suffered through some injuries, but he still plays when he's healthy. 16 appearances, over 1,400 minutes. He actually, funnily enough, scored in his most recent game for Wolfsburg and Wolfsburg's most recent game, which was March 12th against Shakhtar Donetsk. They lost 2-1, but John Brooks got the lone goal there. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. And again, whenever he plays, he plays the full game. Typically, defenders will just, center backs especially, if they're starting, they're playing the whole game. Moving on up one spot to Schalke in sixth place. Weston McKinney is so badly needed by that team. Now, he's had his injury struggles, but this season, 20 appearances, over 1,400 minutes. Even he actually scored in his most recent game, a 1-1 draw against Hoffenheim. And he actually got a Man of the Match award for it, too. So, these guys can play so far. I've highlighted Josh Sargent, John Brooks, Zach Steffen, Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney is also mainly a player down the spine. He can play center mid, he can play holding midfield, so a bit deeper in center mid. He can play center back, and he can even play right mid. So he's very versatile. He's a baller. Really, really good at intercepting passes. Really good in the air. Strong in the air, so he could win some headers. And just a great defender in general. So hopefully he also kicks on to continue to have a good campaign. Moving up all the way to third place, RB Leipzig, and the man's name is Tyler Adams, 21 years old. He has suffered through some injury issues this season. Now, he's had a couple months off. I believe him to be healthy at this point. I'll have to double check, but five appearances, 400 minutes, no goals, no assists yet, but 
He's a holding midfielder. He can also play right back. And a lot of people have really high hopes for him too. Now that he's healthy, I imagine he's going to end up getting a lot more playing time and get to be a part of this title race. RB Leipzig is only five points behind title leaders Bayern Munich at this time with nine games to go. And I think he's going to be a very, very big part of it. He likes to shoot from distance. He's good at playing the short balls. He can tackle really well. And people are rumoring him to be a future U.S. men's national team captain. So that speaks volumes about who he is already at 21 years of age, already playing for the third place team in Germany at this time. Finally, we're going to finish with Gio Reyna. Giovanni Reyna is 17 years old, and he plays for Borussia Dortmund, who are in second place with 51 points, so just a point above Tyler Adams and RB Leipzig. Now, he doesn't play all that often. He, he gets like 10 minutes here. He gets 15 minutes there. He even gets 20 minutes sometimes. He's already scored a goal for Borussia Dortmund, and it was a really, really nice goal. I mean, <sighs> the kid's going to be a star. His dad is Claudio Reyna, for those of you who know that name, and he's the former U.S. men's national team captain, and he captained us in a World Cup, actually. And I'm excited to see how Gio progresses because he plays center mid and he also plays in an attacking mid role at times. And so you can see that he's going to be a more creative player for us. And when you think about how he could play alongside Christian Pulisic, for example, and how he can play with Josh Sargent, for example, and Tyler Adams is maybe behind him and Weston McKinney is maybe behind him. You can see that the future is going to be very bright for the United States. And it really does start there in Germany. It's a lot of where our stars are. Christian Pulisic's with Chelsea, but the rest of them seem to be in Germany. So very exciting times for the U.S. national team in the announcement that the Bundesliga is returning this Saturday. The opening game, well, there are a bunch of them, but the one I'm going to highlight is Borussia Dortmund. So Gio Reyna's Borussia Dortmund against Weston McKinney's FC Schalke. And that's the equivalent of Cowboys Redskins. That's the equivalent of Caps Penguins. That's the equivalent of back in the day in the Gilbert Arenas days, Wizards-Cavs. It is a bloodbath. It is a rivalry of the highest order. So it's awesome to see that they're going to be coming back with the rivalry game. And just to speak a bit more about Borussia Dortmund here, they have a striker named Erling Haaland, who is 19 years old. And I just wanted to highlight him for a moment because what he's doing is something truly special. Like I said, he's 19 years old, but through... 33 games this season playing for his clubs, Red Bull Salzburg in the Austrian Bundesliga before moving to Borussia Dortmund in the winter. 33 games, 40 goals as a 19-year-old. If you include his time with Norway U20 and Norway full national team, 39 games, 53 goals, 19 years old. This does not happen. I just want to make that clear. This just does not happen. Lionel Messi, at the same age, 36 appearances for Barcelona, 17 goals. Cristiano Ronaldo, same age, 19 years old, 50 appearances for Manchester United, 9 goals. Now, the difference here is that Erling Haaland is actually a proper number 9. He's playing center forward, right? Ronaldo played a bit more on the wing, Messi plays a bit more on the wing, but you should not be getting that type of return at 19 years old. I mean, that is that is the best 
of the best when you're hitting your peak at 26 years old, 27 years old. He's doing this at age 19, okay? And he joined Dortmund in January, which means that now Dortmund has Gio Reyna, they have Erling Haaland, they have a guy named Jaden Sancho, who you got to watch him. He is third or fourth in goals scored, and he's also first in assists in the league. So they've got those guys and Marco Royce, who's been on the cover of FIFA. So you already know he's legit. You gotta, gotta watch Borussia Dortmund. Lightning paced attack. Lots of fun to watch. And if you just want to see a striker that can just make anything happen, I can't watch Erling Haaland. Just watch Erling Haaland and watch this team fly because they've got ballers. They've got ballers. Now, of course, they're trying to topple Bayern Munich first place. 55 points. Former MLS kid Alfonso Davies, who's Canadian, is with them as well. They have not lost the league in so long. Now, they're up four points, but it's going to be tough for anyone to catch them because they're only nine games remaining. But it's not impossible. Bayern Munich still need to play Borussia Dortmund, so that's going to be a huge game. They still need to play Motion Gladbach who are in fourth place, and they still need to play Bayer Leverkusen in fifth place. So all still to play for. The last team to win the German league that wasn't Bayern Munich, 2011-2012 season, Borussia Dortmund, who are in second place right now. So very excited for the Bundesliga to return. I hope you guys are too. That is going to wrap up the show today. So thanks again for listening. I hope you're all staying safe. Once again, if you want to interact with me or you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at District Divided. Instagram handle is District Divided. There's a Facebook page and Facebook group, both called District Divided. Please like and join those respectively. Tweet at me. Doesn't matter. Call me if you have my number. Let's just chat about this stuff. Bringing it back, Cam Newton should absolutely be signed by a team. It just doesn't make sense for the Redskins at this time. And then talking about the Bundesliga, watch out for those players. Josh Sargent, Zach Steffen, John Brooks, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Gio Reyna. Oh, man, I'm getting excited. Gio Reyna. It's going to be a great time. I'm so glad for live sports to be back. And hopefully by the end of that, we'll be right back to the swing of things here. And we get our live sports back, our MLB, our NBA, NHL, you name it. Hopefully we get it all back. But in the meanwhile, enjoy the Bundesliga. Enjoy The Last Dance. Great documentary. And I just checked my phone and have seen that Mac McClung is transferring from Georgetown. So breaking news here, folks. Mac McClung, who was a rising junior guard, is transferring from Georgetown. We'll have to gather my thoughts on this, obviously. I'm a huge Hoyas fan. Immediate reaction is, I'm pissed. Um, You want scorers on your team? Uh, Mac was a good draw for the program. And to lose him sucks. Uh, But, you know, I'll continue to investigate the facts there and see what happened. So that's definitely something that'll be talked about next week. Uh, But yeah, anyway, forget that for a moment. Just continue to enjoy your day, enjoy your week, and Polly Polo, do your thing and take us away. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me. I spent my whole damn life in the city. I can go for broke, but the capital is in 